Today on Real Estate Revenue, we're going to talk about commercial mortgage-backed securities, the Evergrande default in China, and what all that has to do with real estate and your retirement plan. Coming right up. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Estate Revenue. I'm your host, Paul Airy, and this week we have uh, some very interesting things to talk about. Uh, kind of been away here for a while. Uh, I didn't realize it had been so long, but it's been since... Before Thanksgiving, we have had a lot of family stuff going on, people coming in for Thanksgiving. Um, my mom died, and uh, so we've had all that to deal with. But now we're back. We're going to have uh, try to get back on a schedule. Not that I ever was really on a schedule, but I'm trying to be on a schedule. So, uh, so what's up this week? Well, back in the summer, I believe it was in June, uh, Evergrande is a that that is a uh, it's the largest Chinese real estate development company in China, and uh, they're on the verge of default. Everybody was very nervous about that because uh, that could have some serious repercussions around the world, uh, much the same as uh, Lehman Brothers and uh, whoever else it was back in two thousand eight uh, that went under. And it was, they were, there were a lot of, a lot of organizations back then as well that were tied to, to uh, mortgage-backed securities. And uh, today it's commercial mortgage-backed securities that are uh, about to cause some problems. So what is a commercial mortgage-backed security? Well, basically what they do is you go out and buy real estate, you buy a commercial property. You get money from a lender. A lender turns around and sells your note, your mortgage, to an investor. They package, they buy up a bunch of these things, and they package them together, and they sell them as securities. Uh, sometimes it's um, sometimes it's a single asset security if it's big enough. So Evergrande has a lot of those outstanding debts and. Actually, it's to the amount of $300 billion that they owe that they cannot pay back, apparently. And uh, so what happened this last week, Evergrande defaulted on their first, they had their first default on an offshore debt. Um, $82.5 million worth. Uh, it was due last month. They had 30 days to pay it, 30-day grace period. They missed it. Um so a uh, rating service called Fitch has, has uh, called them a restricted default status. S&P and uh, Moody's and S&P are set to uh, follow suit shortly after. Now, that may have already happened. Uh, this article I'm reading from here came from, uh, it, was, it was published yesterday on uh, zerohedge.com. 
Why does that affect you? Well, guess where your pension plans and 401ks like to invest money? They invest money in mortgage-backed securities, many of them in commercial mortgage-backed securities. The reason I want to talk about this today is not to... Not necessarily to uh, paint an ugly picture of what's coming, although I could easily do that. What I want to talk to you about is being proactive on your retirement plans, your pension plans, and your 401ks. Now, your pension plans, you probably have less control over that than you do a 401k. You may not even have any control over your 401k either. You don't really have that much but you need to know what's in those plans. Uh, the pension plan, for example, if you're relying on that for your retirement, you better start looking at what's in those plans and get these pension plan managers that are taking care of your pension plan to tell you what they're invested in. And if they're invested in a lot of commercial mortgage-backed securities and uh, regular mortgage-backed securities, uh, you need to start looking possibly at uh, an additional uh, type of investment to get into, like real estate, uh, to, to take care of the what, what you could lose out on when this all hits the fan. Being aware of what's going on with your money is half the battle. If you have no idea, if you just hand over money to them, uh, if they just invest it and you have no clue what they're doing with it, uh, that's a that's a recipe for disaster. If, if something happens and uh, you get caught unaware of what's going on, it uh, could be pretty disastrous for your retirement plans. And I don't know about you, but uh, most people, they don't want surprises their retirement plans they want to they want to carry out their plan they want to get to retirement they want to enjoy it and they don't want to have to worry about where their money's coming from the thing about pension plans pension and i've talked about this before and in, in previous episodes the pension plan needs to have about a seven or eight percent return to remain solvent most of them do and a lot of them, many of them today, are running at about two or three percent. They're underfunded and overpromised. So they, they've promised too much, too much in their in their plan for their pensioners, and they've underfunded it. And eventually, it's going to catch up with them, and the pension will go broke, and uh, you will be the one that loses. The reason, one of the reasons for that is the people that manage these pensions, they get appointed by uh, the company or the organization or the government entity that uh, that is providing this pension. They're appointed by them, and they're not not necessarily a, a fund manager or an investment manager or an investment person at all. Sometimes it's just uh, somebody at the company that uh, got stuck with the job, and they don't necessarily know what they're what they're doing. Uh, when it comes to investing your money. And uh, and to be honest, sometimes there's some shenanigans going on in these pension plans. Uh, there's some crooked dealings going on. And a lot of those people have been caught and uh, 
lot of them, most of them have not been caught. So there are probably more out there going on that have not been caught than have been. In the past, I've recommended a book called Who Stole My Pension by Robert Kiyosaki and Edward Seidel. And uh, Edward Seidel is a man who makes his living at doing investigations into pension plans and catching crooked pension plan managers and incompetent pension plan managers. Uh, and this book will, uh, if you have a pension, you should read this book uh, because there's a chance your pension is being looted by somebody they're going to get found out when, when these commercial mortgage-backed securities go under. Now, Evergrande has $300 billion in outstanding debt that they cannot pay. Uh, there's another one called Kaisa Group in China that also had the same problem. They defaulted about the same time. Uh, they had, uh, I believe it was a little bit more on this particular default than Evergrande did, but Evergrande... Uh, when they when they start defaulting, when the dominoes start to fall, uh, three hundred billion dollars is a lot. And I, from what I have read and seen and heard, uh, it doesn't look like China is going to bail them out. If they do, they have stated that the investors will be at the bottom of the list for getting repaid. And what's happened is Evergrande has taken money from families in China to build houses for them. And then they did not, they have not built houses. So they still have these people's money and they can't pay it back. Uh, and they cannot build a house. So those are the people that are going to be at the top of the list in a bailout in China. If, if the Chinese government decides to do that, the people on the other end who have bought their debt, who bought their mortgage backed securities, they're the last on the list, and that could be your pension. That could be your 401K. could even be you individually. You may have invested in some of that. Um, so you better look at what you're invested in. And, you know, if it's a pension or a 401K, chances are you don't even know what your, what your money has gone into. So don't just let... These uh, fund managers blindly, uh, or don't let them invest that for you without you knowing. Don't go in there blind and not just not care what what their what your money is going into. Be a little proactive about it. And if uh, if you have a four hundred one k and they're investing in that kind of thing, tell them stop. I'm going to put it in something else. You don't want it in that. Uh, personally, now. I have to give a disclaimer here. I'm not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Don't take my financial advice. Go speak to um, speak to a CPA, speak to a licensed, certified financial planner. Uh, but if I were in the position of having a 401k, personally, I would take. I would not have one, and I don't have one. But if I did, I'd, I'd take it out. I would just take it out, pay the penalties, and I think I could probably do much better just putting that money into a property, into real estate, into a hard asset that generates cash flow from day one. 
That's what I would do. But as I said, I'm not a financial advisor. I am a real estate broker. I advise people on real estate investments all the time. But, uh, you know, don't take my word for it. Check it out. Do some research. Now, if you have a 401k, uh, I have another book to recommend. It is called 401 Chaos. Uh, not for the life of me remember that guy's name that wrote that. <laughs> Sorry. But I did mention it in my first episode, first or second episode. We uh, I did a series on uh, 401ks and, and pension plans. So if you are in a 401k, read that book, 401 Chaos. If you just look that up, you'll, you know, you don't need the author's name. You can find it. Uh, it, it can be a little hard to get. I, I ended up having to download an electronic version. That is why I don't have it here in front of me. Actually, I may have a, let me see. I might have it. Nothing like doing things on the fly. Andy Tanner at 401 chaos by Andy Tanner. Excellent book on how 401ks work and why you should not have one. <laughs> so, um, the reason I say it's hard to get is uh, the print version was hard to get. I bought the Kindle version because it was readily available. It was cheap, and you know the print version was was kind of expensive, so and hard to come by. But anyway, uh, those two books: Four Hundred One Chaos and Who Stole My Pension. Actually, the whole title: Who Stole My Pension? How You Can Stop the Looting, Increase Your Awareness of What You're Getting Into. There will, of course, be an opportunity from all of this when, uh, when everything hits the fan, when, when these commercial mortgage-backed securities, uh, CMBSs, when they start to default, there's going to be some properties that are going to have to be sold off. Um, there's going to be some foreclosures, uh, and there will be some opportunities. So... If you have cash at the time that this happens, and I can't predict when it's going to happen, I can't predict how big it's going to be. I know what the potential is. The potential is huge because if one company in China has $300 billion in debt that they're about to default on, think about who else is out there. Who all else is out there? I mean, Zillow recently had to dump 7,000 homes that they had bought uh, they got a little carried away, and they were buying these houses, and, and uh, I guess they were buying these houses and putting them on the rental market, and um, they got in a little too deep, and they started selling them off uh, at a loss, selling houses off at a loss. Now, right now, it wouldn't be too difficult to sell a house at a loss because they're overpriced anyway. They're way overpriced. Um, commercial, A lot of commercial properties are way overpriced. And when all that comes to an end, when the bubble bursts and we have a deflationary real estate market like we did in 2008, things started to drop. And uh, there were people who lost millions of dollars and people who made millions of dollars. So it just depends which side of that do you want to be on. Don't be over-leveraged on your properties. Don't be over-financed. Uh, hopefully, you bought your properties right. If you own some now and you don't owe more than what they're worth, uh, and you have some room and so that when that happens, 
you won't be underwater on your properties. And if that does happen, if you do end up owing more than what you can get out of it, if it's a rental property, don't panic and sell it. As long as you have tenants in it, paying the rent and you're paying your mortgage, you're going to be okay because it'll eventually come back to a decent, you know, to a normal market price. Um, I have heard, uh, last time this happened uh, several years ago, I heard, I heard a certain financial advisor who's popular on the radio. Uh, his initials are Dave Ramsey. Oh, sorry. Uh, anyway, I swear that guy gives the worst real estate advice. He's great if you're in deep, deep credit card debt and you've got serious problems with your finances and, and um, you know, he's got a plan that can help you get out of the, the hole that you've gotten into and he's, he's really good with that stuff. But when he starts talking about real estate, I just have to, I can't stand it because he... I actually heard him one time tell a man who uh, advised him to go ahead and sell his house and lose money on it. So the guy calls up. He says, uh, uh, my wife and I just bought a bigger house. We wanted to upgrade and get to a bigger house. Uh, right after we bought it, this all hit in 2008. Can't sell the, the smaller house. But he said, we can afford to make both payments. And... Uh, so he said, what do you think I should do? Should I rent it or should I, I just sell it at a loss? He said, oh, sell it at a loss. Just get rid of it. You don't want a tenant. You don't want to have to. And that's probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard anyone say. Why would you sell a property at a loss when you can easily rent the house and make the payment? And you can make the payment anyway, uh, even without the rent. Be careful who you listen to. Um even me, be careful, you know, be careful what you listen to that, that I tell you, uh, check out things for yourself. Don't, don't just take everybody's word for everything. Uh, I don't know why he gives that kind of real estate advice, but, um, uh, I've heard him tell people you don't want tenants, you know, you, you don't want, you don't want three rent houses. What if one of your tenants moves out? Then you have an empty house. What are you going to do? Oh my gosh. You know, well, you get another tenant and, so, I mean, it's just that simple. You get another tenant. Use some common sense. Be aware of what you have gotten into and what you're about to get into. Ask questions. If your 401k people or your pension people don't want to answer your questions, then you start answering, you start asking more questions. You go above their head and ask questions. You start telling people, hey, these people won't tell me what's going on. Why aren't they answering my questions? What are they afraid of? What are they hiding? You know, when you get to start, when you start answering those kinds of questions, they start coming up with information really quick because they don't, they don't want to be accused of, of uh, doing anything crooked. So um, push them, you know, if they don't want to give you information, push them on it. Don't let them get away with that. It's your money. It's not their money. It's your money. And 401ks, the people that manage those funds, they're going to make money whether you do or not. It doesn't matter to them. If you win, if you make money or you lose money, they're always going to get paid. They're always going to make money. Uh, so, you know, make them, uh, make them get, make them give you the information you want. And also, if you have a pension, don't think that because it's a government pension, like a uh, city pension or a state pension, or you know, if you're a police officer or a firefighter or a city employee, uh, those pensions. A lot of them suck. Uh, 
I'm sorry, but a lot of them are just in bad, bad financial shape and they are not going to weather the storm. They're not going to be there in 10 years or five years or two years. Um, uh, so in this book, uh, who stole my pension? There's a case of a guy who worked for UPS and they had a, um, a pension that was, uh, I believe it was a union pension or something. Uh, and it failed, and he went from his $5,000 a month pension income that he was counting on to like a few hundred dollars a month. So he made up for it with real estate. He, he bought real estate, and he replaced that income and was still able to retire. Not everyone's going to be that lucky. Don't, don't let yourself be the guy who has to live on your thirteen dollars or $1,400 a month Social Security check. You won't make it. You'll starve. You won't have enough money. Uh, that is not enough money to live on, and uh, uh, that's what you're going to be at with your pension plans if they fail. You're going to be down to the – and just because they're insured, that insurance entity, it's similar to the FDIC, um, the insurance pensions, uh, they will slash your pension income. It's not gonna, You're not going to be fully insured to the, the full amount of your normal pension income. It's going to be cut, and that's what happened to that guy. That's his, that insurance entity took over the pension, and they slashed it from 5000 a month down to, I believe it was like 800 a month or something like that. So that's going to be it for this week. Uh, I hope it wasn't too much of a downer. I just want you to be prepared. I want you to know what's coming. Uh, but, uh, you know, look on the bright end of it, too. There's going to be some opportunities. If you're ready, if you know what's coming, if you're – looking for the signs, uh, and you have some money and some cash, uh, you know, you're, you're going to come out okay. You can make money in this deal. And if you come across properties, you know, when this happens, if you come across properties that are uh, have been foreclosed on, they've been through the foreclosure process, or they're about to be, and you get a distressed sale, distressed property for sale, don't feel guilty about buying it. Don't feel, don't even hesitate. Don't even think about that. The people that own those properties, they're getting desperate and they want to get out of it. They want their money so they can save themselves. And if you buy that property from them, you're actually helping them get out from under the, the huge amount of debt that they're in or the, you know, helping them get out of your hand. You're giving them a lifeline, basically. And uh, many times people will call a uh, somebody who buys property like that, a predator or greedy or, you know, uh, corrupt, but it's really not. That's a lie. That's a myth. Uh, people that are in that position are looking for people like you who can come along and save them. They want to be rescued. So don't even feel guilty. Don't listen to all that crap that people tell you when they say, say that that's a horrible way to be, horrible way to get property. It's not. Uh, just, uh, you know, do do... Do what you can do to uh, help these people, help yourselves. And that's it for this week. I'll see you next week. Uh, hopefully we'll be back in about seven days and uh, with another episode of Real Estate Revenue.